RVFM, week devoted to God. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're a part of this. I just wanna, I wanna say thank you to Lake Elmo for hosting RVFM, week devoted to God. For all the hard work that the staff and the, the helpers are doing, thank you very much. For all those people that are working hard and all the work that you're gonna do this week, know that what you're doing is not unseen and we appreciate it. Question is why are we here? Why are we here? It's a Monday night, it's really cold outside. Why are we not home? Because we're crazy. We're fanatics. We, we love God. And it's the week devoted to God. And we're choosing to make a statement in our lives that God's more important in our lives than our comfort, than our regular schedule, than what we normally do. And we're here as a larger group, RVFM, River Valley Fellowship of Ministries. This is, this is our clan. It's our clan. This is who we are. As a large group, this is who we are. We're all, I'm, I'm assuming all of us or most of us, almost all of us are part of some RVFM organization, either directly connected or peripherally connected. And we're here because we want to be part of what God's doing in RVFM. And we all come from different churches, different families, different families of God. And so there's different flavors, and I'm a different flavor tonight. I'm not Pastor John. Amen. <laughs> yeah, praise God. <laughs> I am not Vern Norton. <laughs> I'm not John Moe. I'm not any of the other ministers. I'm me. I'm, I'm who God made me to be. And uh, I think tonight's going to be rather interesting. The prayer time was good. I want you to open your hearts to God for expectation tonight. We can go further than we've gone. We can go deeper. We can experience more of God tonight if we're willing to follow him where he leads us. And we're here to honor our Father, whom we're all part of. We're all born into the same family. That's why I say we're a family. And RVFM is our clan. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> so as a family, we're, we're, we're going to worship God. We're going to honor our Father. We're going to glorify Him tonight. Not only to honor Him for what He's done as our patriarch, but to hear what He has to say to us. Well, there's... Uh, this is the week devoted to God and we kind of have a, a concept where if you, God gives you something, go ahead and share it. And there's ministers up here. If you get something, come and, and let them know, you know, so that we can have a free flow of service that God's taking us in the right direction because we want to hear from God. And if you got something, we want to hear it. But we also want to have order. And if you're told, well, not now, or maybe no, that's fine. Because we want to hear what the Father has to say. 
and what he's doing right now. And, and it's good to have somebody else check up on us from time to time. Right, Pastor John? <laughs> so, let's pray and let's get into worship. Why don't you stand up? Thank you, Father, for this opportunity that we have tonight. Lord, we are excited about what you're wanting to do tonight. We look forward to hearing from you, and we open our hearts to hear what it is that you have to say. In Jesus' name. For Jesus says, I love these date nights. I love these date nights. I love hanging out with my bride-to-be. I love it when you sing about me. But he wants to know, let you know, that he likes to sing to you, about you to the Father. He likes to sing about your beauty, your voice, your heart. He just adores you. Oh, bride, I look forward to the day. I look forward to the winning day. It's going to be a beautiful day. But don't take for granted these times that we just get to hang out and get to know each other more. Because the more we know about each other, the more the beautiful that day is going to be. He wants to sing and just sing about you, your heart, because he adores you. You're such a beautiful bride. Keep seeking me with your heart. Keep seeking me with your heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. You care about your people. You love your people desperately. I'm impressed by the Holy Spirit that there are those that are here that are, are dealing with anxiety. That it's grabbed a hold of your heart and, and it, it's beginning to affect you. Even physically, it's beginning to affect you. And the Father wants to set you free. We're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna go back into worship. But if that's you, I want you to come up and I'll lay hands on you and God will set you free. If you're concerned about what other people might think, don't be. Because it's a choice between living with anxiety or freedom. And nobody's gonna judge you because you're dealing with something because we've all dealt with things so I encourage you if it's you please come up God Thank you, Lord. you're so good let's stand up and sing God you're so good you're so good to me Father, you're so good to us. Father, you love us with an everlasting love. A love that is beyond our comprehension, beyond our understanding. The love that we understand pales in comparison to the love that you hold for us. 
thank you, Father, that you are so good. That you are so good. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for your presence, that your presence is in this house. I thank you, Lord, that your presence is here and that we have everything that we have need of. Hallelujah, holy, holy. Yes, Lord. When we begin to sing in the Spirit and pray by the Spirit, we begin to glorify God, not with our minds, but with the very Spirit that is within us, cries forth, Abba, Father. I will sing in the Spirit. I will sing in the understanding, giving praise to my God. Lifting up my heart and mind, giving praise to my God. Let every breath be an exaltation to your forever name. Life and breath, love and hope, peace and joy in Jesus' name. Rise up, O saints, stand in your place and know the mightiness of your God. For his power is without measure and nothing he cannot do. You think your problems are so big and mighty, but they're nothing compared to Him. Lay them down at His feet. Forget them, for your God knows your needs. Step forth and be free in Jesus' name, for your Father, He loves you. Full 
assurance you've got much to spare response here there's a response here you need to respond to the word of God you need to respond to the word of God you have to decide what you're going to do now God's just told you that he's got everything taken care of what's your response going to be You know, the essence of praise is to believe in the one you're rooting for. To believe that, you know, we praise our teams. We say, yeah, they can do it. God just said something to you. Are you going to use your voice and give praise to God? You can give it in song. You can give it in word. You can give it in a shout. You can give it in a dance. You can give it, but give it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you, Lord, that we are free. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say with me, I am free. I'm free. You are free. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, worship team. Thank you very much. Thank you. God is so good. And he has so much, much more for us. I, uh, <laughs> this morning during prayer, Brian Eager gave a word and, and that resonated with me. I say, yeah. And as we were worshiping, the Lord wanted me to start with this. Then he said to them, this is uh, Matthew 13, 52, and he said to them, therefore every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out his treasure, things new and things old. And I really feel like, no, I know that God's wanting me to share from my heart as a teacher of the kingdom, old things and new. And I'll, I'll, 
part of this week is about getting from the different gifts and having those gifts then minister to you. Because in Ephesians, it talks about the fivefold ministry. It says that when he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men. Some, some, some evangelists, some apostles, some prophets, some pastors and teachers. And I said evangelists first because I was looking at Vern. <laughs> but each gift has its part and the reality is, is no one gift can work the entire kingdom. It's too big. It's too vast. There's too much to it. You cannot listen to one type of gift and get everything that you need. You know, and we all have those gifts that we tend to like more than others. Some people love the evangelist. They love to get the rah-rah message. It's about Jesus. It's about, it's about getting saved. It's about preaching the gospel. Some people just like the, the teacher. They, they love to get the, the good stuff. They love to dig into the word. Some people, you know, they, they love the apostle. We, let's do something. Let's do it. We gotta, we gotta be out there and doing the kingdom. Pastors, people just love to be loved on. They love to be loved on. It's like, just tell me that I'm doing okay. Just tell me I'm doing okay. Then there's the prophet. Nobody's quite sure about the prophet. Everybody's going, what, where is he going? And I heard, <laughs> I heard, <laughs> I heard a minister, uh, a prophet say once, he says, and he's teaching about the prophetic gift. He said, the prophet a lot of times becomes the word of God. And I found that <laughs> sometimes they end up becoming the word of God, even un unintentionally. You know, I, I, I've used props and I, I stood up here and yelled one year. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> My wife does. But... I'm, I'm endeavoring to operate in the gift that God has placed in my life of the prophet. And the gift of the prophet doesn't speak to your intellect. It doesn't speak to your understanding, though it can instruct and it can give you mental guidance. The prophet really speaks to your heart. So those of you that are teachers, I'm just gonna tell you, you're gonna get frustrated. I'm, it's not gonna be linear. I'm gonna go here, and I'm gonna go here, and I'm gonna go here. And I wanna encourage you, those that are, that are linear thinkers and teachers, listen to what your heart is saying. Listen to what is being spoken to your heart. Then you can take that and make a teaching out of it, okay? The, the, the prophet is supposed to bring revelation. Actually, I'm gonna put this up here. <clears throat> And I'm not going to be hurried. I'm saying that mostly for myself. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to be hurried. So there might be some pauses. It's okay. Potential. Greater potential. There's greater potential. 
you know, a seed has potential, but it's only potential. It means absolutely nothing. The potential within the seed is absolutely nothing. And it will do absolutely nothing unless it's planted. Unless there's some effort put into it. Unless you take that seed and put it in the ground. Nothing will happen. It just remains a seed. When God speaks a word to you, when he says something to you, it is potential. It's potential, that's all it is. And it doesn't do anything until you act upon it. When you read the word and God speaks to you, but you do nothing with it, all it ever remains is potential. You have to act upon it. You have to do something with it. When, when you get a prophetic word, all prophetic words are conditional. <gasps> you mean God can't do what he wants? Well, yes. He can do what he wants, wants, but he has set up a system in such a way that he chooses to, to operate within the system he created. And one of those is, is that words, the words of God are always conditional. They're conditional upon your acting upon them. You know that Jesus Christ died to save every man. Every single one. Nobody's excluded. Every single person is covered in the blood of Christ. But not everyone gets saved. Well, if God wanted to do whatever he wanted, he could have just saved everyone. But he didn't. Because he made it conditional. He made it conditional upon what? Faith. 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 You must believe upon that I am who I say I am. That's what Jesus said. You must believe upon me. And we can't become saved until we choose to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died on our behalf. When we act upon that, when we say, yes, God. When I was a kid and I heard the gospel and I said, that's a God I'm going to serve. I acted upon it and I began to walk it out. I said, yep, I'm in. And I walked it out. And we all have stories along that line. At some point, God, we heard the word of God and we acted upon it. And God has been giving seeds to us over and over and over again. And how many of them are still seeds? Because we just expect God to do it. Well, God said it. He's just going to do it. But words are conditional upon our putting that word into action. Believing it, walking it out. And this is just a little aside, I just want to say, when prophetic words are spoken, they're given to people. Don't, don't go around listening to all these prophetic voices in all these other churches because their words aren't for you. Their teachings, you can learn from their teachings, but the prophetic words that are given aren't necessarily for you, they're for that church. You know, God has spoken to us. He's spoken to us. 
Pastor John had it on his heart for years and years and years to begin to plant churches within the River Valley. And God began to speak to, to uh, John about that. And then Reverend Vern, myself, and Pastor Tom Backey began to get together and pray. And we began to pray on God began to speak to our hearts about what he wanted to do. And we had to act upon it. This is where RVFM comes from. Because we acted upon the word. And part of that vision is to take the river valley. Right? Right? Am I missing something? I got it? Okay. It's to take the river valley. And a a couple of years ago, yeah, I gotta remember, COVID's in there, that's a blank year. A couple of years ago, there was another word that was given that just as Israel took the promised land, we're supposed to take the river valley. You know that word is conditional? There was a group of Israelites who didn't take the promised land. They never entered in. They never went where God had intended them to go because it was too tough. It was too hard. Well, I don't think we can do it. Look at them. They're so big. They're so great. And God's telling us we need to enter into that land. And we have to take actions. And so we have been. We've been moving into the area. But some of you need to be part of that. Some of you need to get off your butt and start doing something. I told you, I, I'm, I'm not nice. I'm not nice like Pastor John over here. I, I tend to say it how it is sometimes. We need to get involved with what God wants to do because otherwise it's just potential. It's just potential. Every single person, every single, every single one of you is a candidate for the gifts of the Spirit. Not one, but all nine. Every single one of you are a candidate for all nine of them. And there's, there is no exception. It, it's not dependent upon you. It's not dependent upon your goodness. It's only dependent upon you being part of the family. Jesus himself said that John the Baptist is the greatest of the Old Testament prophets. The greatest. Well, there's some pretty good ones. There's some pretty good ones. I kind of like Elijah. You know, Elisha's pretty good too. You know, you even have, you even have some of the, the other ones. You know, even Father Abraham. He's considered a prophet in the Old Testament. John the Baptist was the greatest, but it says that the least in the kingdom. The least in the kingdom. The newest believer is greater than John the Baptist. Think about that. Well, I don't know. I don't don't know if God can use me. Really? He used a donkey. He can use you. (laughs) Okay, fine. He uses John Logan. He can use you. (laughs) You asked for that one. (laughs) 
We need to walk these things out. What has God spoken to you? What has God said to you? What is God calling you to do? And, and he's calling us. <laughs> okay, some more nitty gritty. He's calling us to sacrifice. That he said a disciple cannot be above his teacher, but that he will be like his teacher. Well, if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, then you're not above, his, above him, you're like him. And what is he like? That he gave his life for others. I did not come to be served, but to serve. I mean, sacrifice is involved. Well, well, you know, Lake Elmo has all the good stuff. And if, if I leave Lake Elmo, I'm not going to have the good stuff. I'm, I'm going to have to go without. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have the cool youth group and the great children's ministers. And I'm not going to see all my friends. What has God called you to do? What has God called you to do? Where has he asked you to put your plow? Where has he asked you to get to work? To be involved. That's where you need to be. That's where your blessing is. That's where, where God wants to show how much he loves you and loves people around you and where he wants to use the gifts that he's placed in you. Sometimes we wonder, well, how come God's never used me? Because you're not in the right place. The blessing isn't there. It isn't where, it's where God told you to go. And you need to be there. Wherever it is. Wherever that is. I want to see the kingdom grow. I'll be honest, I'm tired of how weak and anemic and pathetic Christians seem to be sometimes. That's probably part of my marine talking, you know. It's like we are not meant to be weak. We're not meant to be pathetic. We're meant to be sons of God, just like Jesus. And we will never get there if we never start pursuing him, if we never start saying, you know, because there's a point, there's a point, there's a point when children begin to become adults and they're no longer treated as children and there's an expectation. It's like, okay, you need to get to work. It's time for you to get to work. <laughs> you know, and, and we, the five-fold ministry is here to help. This is what we do. It's who we are. We are called by God and compelled to aid the body in whatever way, whatever means is necessary to see it grow. And you need to grow. You need to stop 
whining about the pathetic problems and grab a hold of what God's called you to do and do it with all of your heart. Just do it. Just do it. Get to it. Too much? I'm okay? Okay. (laughs) I want to see RVFM churches populate the River Valley. I want to see, I want to see other churches say, you know those RVFM churches, they're weird, but they love God. (laughs) I want to see RVFM come to fullness as an organization. It is, it is our clan and I want our clan to grow. I want more families within our clan. I want to see more churches. I want to see more and more. We need more babies. You'll get more of that tomorrow with Vern. More babies in the kingdom. We need to... You know, I, I will be honest. Sometimes I'm afraid to enter into conversations with people because I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm going to be able to... Not you guys. <clears throat> I'm never afraid to get in a conversation with any of you. But with an unbeliever, because I'm like, well, what if I don't, what if I can't sway them to the kingdom? I'm like, you realize that that is a pathetic argument. Is my God bigger what? I'm just being honest. You know, I've thought that sometimes. I'm like, I, I, I got to change my way of thinking. <laughs> you need to change your way of thinking. We all need to change your way of thinking. Our God is big, our God is awesome. Our God can do things that no one else can do. You know what? God can intercede in a nation on our behalf. He can change the hearts of kings. The heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. What does that mean? It means that if the king is going to make a decision, God can talk to them and deal with them. Oh, well, how come we're not seeing it? Because a nation isn't believing. And why, why is God going to intervene in a nation that cares nothing for him? There's nobody believing. And like I said, words are conditional. Words are conditional. If you're not going to believe in them, they're not going to happen. If we're not going to... And I don't mean believe like, oh yeah, no, I, I totally believe that. I mean the biblical kind of faith. Hebrews 11. Verse one, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That kind of faith, not mental assent. It's that faith that causes you to move because you wholeheartedly believe that what God said is true. There are words spoken tonight for you guys of freedom and deliverance to lay down your burdens. God's got this thing. Now you have to choose, are you going to believe it? Tonight when you're laying in bed and you wake up in the middle of the night and you feel that fear and anxiety come on you, what are you going to do? Oh God, I thought you loved me. Or are you going to take this word and you're going to plant it in your heart and say, no, God said I'm free, get out of here. Get out of here. And when it doesn't go the first time, you're going to give up? No, don't give up. You keep at it. You don't give up. Believers believe. 
When are you going to stop believing that you're saved? When should we stop believing that what God said over us is true? Because we're believers. We need to believe. Told you I'm not going to rush it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. What a mighty God. <clears throat> mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. What a mighty God. Who do we identify as? That's, that's a pretty big question. It talks to the core of, of our being. What do we identify as? That's the question that, that I've had to work through several times in my life. Who am I? Who do I identify as? Who do you identify as? Do you identify as a child of God or something else? I'm not even going to put names to it. I'm not going to give it that power. Because you are born of the seed of God through Christ Jesus. And the reality is, is you are a new creation. And you are different. It's not that you, well, I'm, I'm going to be different. You are different. By coming into the covenant of Jesus Christ, you have made a significant change in that you believe that there is a God and he loves. The world doesn't believe that. And they need to know that it's true. And we need to begin to be that light in this world. To be epistles written on the hearts of men. We need to be life. We need to be peace. We need to be joy. We need to be everything that the world is longing for that we already have. And the reality is you already have it. If you don't have it, the devil's taken it from you. 
because we have all things whatsoever we need in Christ Jesus. He said, Jesus said, just ask. The Father knows that you have need, just ask. Well, I don't know if God will answer me. Ugh, he'll answer you. His answer is yes and amen. God, oh, I'm just, I need peace today. Nope, sorry, you don't get peace today. Today is my non-peace day. <laughs> yes. Lord, I'm feeling kind of sad today. I need some joy. I'm sorry. Um, Cindy got the last joy that I had available. You're going to have to wait until I make a new batch. And that might take a week. I'm really busy. No. It's yes. I need love. Yes. I need joy. Yes. I need peace. Yes. I need strength. Yes. God, I need the right words to speak. Yes. God, I need the strength to stand in this difficult moment in time. Yes. God's not wanting to leave you hanging out there going, <laughs> good luck. He's there with you. You just have to enter into it because a seed that hasn't been planted is potential that's going to waste. You have potential. You have potential. God loves you so much that he gave his son so that you might be reunited with him. And God wants to reveal himself to you more and more. He wants you to see him more and more. He wants... Father, I pray that every single person here would have a greater revelation and understanding, that they would see you clearer this night going forward. that the words that have been spoken would go into their heart and become seeds that germinate and begin to affect their life. You are children of the kingdom. You're children of the kingdom. You are children of the kingdom. You are children of the kingdom. What kingdom? God's kingdom. The God. Everlasting forevermore without end. When we, when we pass from this life, there is nothing to fear. There is nothing to be afraid of. But there is joy everlasting and full of glory. And we have but a, a few meager years on this earth to try to convince as many as we can that God truly loves them. that he truly, truly loves him. <clears throat> the, 
Those of you that have family members that you want to see saved, stand up. Yeah, I thought as much. <laughs> I am going to believe with you. And I ask that you believe that I have the faith when I pray. Because it says, when we stand and we pray and we believe that we receive, we will have that what we pray for. Father, I pray for all these, these family members, all of these brothers and sisters of mine that are believing for family members to be saved. Father, I pray for words of life to drip from them that they would have the words to speak, that they would have the life to give, that they would have the joy to express, that they would know the right thing to say at the right time. Father, and I pray that you do what you have to do to get those family members in the right place to receive your salvation. And Lord, that we would have the patience and the faith to see it through. And I ask in the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. I'm done, Pastor John. Do you have anything? Okay. Vern, you want to say anything? No? Okay. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we know that you love us. Father, I pray for rest. I pray for sweet sleep tonight for every single person here that when their head hits the pillow that, that your peace would begin to even affect their body and that they would rest in sweet slumber and their hearts would be full of joy tomorrow morning when they wake up knowing that their God loves them and I thank you for that in Jesus name Amen